Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to Vanessa. Oh, God. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Vanessa and Anthony from The Life of Avex, and welcome to our podcast episode number two. And in today's podcast, we're going to be going over. Over. Oh, Ovare. Too much Italian. <laughs> so a quick update as to where we are. We are currently in Italy now. So we have uh, finally left Austria after about like two months. Two months. And uh, so far, I think our luck has definitely uh, improved. Improved. So yeah. if you guys tuned in to our last episode, we were talking about how we just had like this series of like just bad luck in austria like just over and over and over again and so we're kind of hoping that italy would be like a fresh start and so far it is um aside so from the allergy problem that you're yeah, having yeah <laughs> i have like a horrible allergy problem but it's okay I'll, I'll... but you never knew that no because you're a city girl i'm not a city girl <laughs> <laughs> you belong in la no so. <laughs> When you come out to the, <laughs> the mountains, it's just like, yeah, it's your just, body can't take it. I was so excited to come out to like the mountains and really like actually spend time and live in the mountains, which is something I've always wanted to do because obviously I didn't grow up like that. But it's kind of funny because the minute I get here, I'm like, ooh, wildflowers. And then I'm like, ah, chow. And like, <laughs> that's pretty much what like I do 24 seven. I'm just like constantly sneezing. Eyes are itchy. It's just, yeah, it's a disaster. But, um, other than that, like, so if you have any remedies, comment yeah, below. <laughs> yes, please. Cause I've literally, I'm, yeah, I'm willing to do whatever I can at this point. So today's topic is on the influencer marketing bubble and whether or not it has officially popped. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> So just to give you guys a heads up, we're totally doing that every single time we um, <laughs> mention the bubble. So I think there's a lot of parts to this, right? And I think that everybody kind of contributes to this idea of the bubble popping, right? Mm -hmm. So you have brands, you have the influencer themselves, and you have the audience that all kind of contribute to this idea. So just a quick run through as to how this works, if you're not familiar with this, is influencer marketing is pretty much a transaction between a brand and an influencer. And an influencer is just a person who has a audience on social media. And what they do is the brand comes to the influencer, either pays them or gives them a product trade collaboration in which the the influencer then takes the product, creates content around the product, and then shares that with their audience with the purpose of hopefully getting some kind of sales or just interest and awareness for the brand. Yeah. So mm -hmm. in the beginning, I think it was almost like a gold rush, right? So yes. a lot of brands were kind of like flocking to this. Yeah. There was definitely like just like a boom in the industry, I think, within like the past 
couple of years. Yeah. Um, I know we just hopped into it maybe, what, a year and a half ago? I think it was still, like, kind of beginning at, yeah. that, at that point. Though. Yeah. Especially exactly. on Instagram. I don't think you know? people... I think a lot of people didn't even know what this was until this recent, like, yeah. past year. Um, and, I mean, just even, like, with our own family, they were like, what? What are you doing? Like, what? <laughs> you, you got the same kind of, like, is that even a job? Yeah, like, can you like... go get a real job? Yeah. <laughs> I remember, kind of like, the whole... Yeah, I remember my mom was like, wait, you're not gonna do what you went to school for? To do what? Like, what now? <laughs> Um, yeah, so it's, yeah, it's relatively still new, but it was, like you said, a huge gold rush and just, it became oversaturated with just within a couple of months. Yeah. I would say where you had these influencers that were kind of like, I, I call them like the, the veterans of like Instagram yeah. and stuff like that, who have been doing it for a couple of years. And then a lot of people came in and, you know, picked up on this and they were like, well, I want to do that too. I want free products. I want to make money. And, um, well, that's like the they dream into, Yeah. That's yeah. like the dream of like, oh wait, I could work from home. Yeah. You well, know, and I can make money and yeah. I can travel and it's almost like selling you like a pipe dream. You yeah. Know? Until like... you realize how much we're <laughs> going yeah, into it. it. <laughs> it's <laughs> actually a trap. Yeah. <laughs> because. Um, no, it's it's. I don't good, think but... we've ever worked this hard. Yeah. Ever. It's good, but it's a lot of hard work. So don't be fooled. Yeah. And I, I think. Like, any, like anything yeah. that's a, a promise of uh, being you know, too good. It's, yeah. you know, too good to be true. Exactly. Um, okay. So pretty much like you have this whole story, um, going on where people are starting to say that the influencer marketing bubble, dun, dun, hmm. dun. Hey. Oh, I missed that. I had coffee in my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'll so insert the sound bite. All right. So you have these people that saying that it's, you know, it's, we're officially at the peak of it. And now pretty much from here, it's going to go downhill. It's too oversaturated. Brands are not wanting, are not wanting to invest as much anymore because they're not seeing the numbers that they expected. And, you know, you have just so much going on. Like you have influencers being um not like not genuine yeah. with the collaborations that they're taking on you have the audience who is just not liking these ads and even being yeah. disingenuine with like follower accounts and, exactly. and like buying comments mm -hmm. and likes and mm -hmm. and then you have like it's just like there's so many it's like this pie and you just have all these slices to it that make yeah. up this influencer um you know in industry and I think everyone is contributing in some way that is causing it to pretty much blow up. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think the hype is dying. Yeah. You know, the hype around it when when um, when everything first started, I mean, there was such a, a huge hype around being an influencer mm -hmm. and betraying this like amazing lifestyle that it that comes along with it and all mm -hmm. that. So, of course, you know, you're going to have this you know flock to it mm -hmm. but now that we're kind of at the peak and, and it's kind of weird that we got here so fast you know in comparison to everything else you know we we got to the end of like the hype mm -hmm. you know in just like two years mm -hmm. you yeah know, it kind of you would think little... it would have lasted a little bit longer oh yeah i think that a lot of it has to do with all like the negative um stigma that's revolving around influencers and so that's kind of what I wanted to talk about today is, yeah. you know, what's going on? What are we doing that is 
potentially causing this thing to go down. To collapse. Yeah. So, so first we're going to look at brands. <laughs> okay, so... What are you brands doing <laughs> contributing to the problem? So in, you know, I don't want to dive too much into like the brands part because it's obviously very technical, but I will say... Um, that I do feel that brands are just expecting way too much out of this, where you have uh, brands that are expecting you to an influencer to sell a lot of products and stuff like that. And that in itself is the problem number one, is that an influencer's job is not to sell it, it's to bring awareness to a yeah. product. And I think slowly they are becoming more educated on that. Mm. At least as far as my opinion that I could see, I think in the beginning when they really didn't know what this was and testing the waters, um, it was kind of like that. But mm -hmm. I think now they're slowly starting to get to that point where it's like, okay, we understand that. But go ahead. Yeah. So um, I'll give you a quick story as to what I mean by this. And I remember following a few Instagram mothers and I saw this product called My Wild Bird. And what it is, it's a baby sling. And I saw it on one of these accounts that I followed. And I remember when I first saw it, I was like, oh, that's really cute. Okay, let me move on with my day. But it wasn't until I started to see that same brand pop up again and again and again throughout this, you know, community of Instagram mothers that I it actually finally began to pique my interest. And I don't think I actually visited the site until maybe the fourth um, time of seeing, you know, these uh, people posting about it. And even then, I didn't make the purchase. I don't think I made the purchase until maybe a few months after learning what my wild bird was. And I think it's a perfect example of how, you know, an audience works and how this industry works. Because what happened was that it took me several times of seeing something, several times of uh, being educated about it and having people be excited about it and me seeing that constantly and repeatedly throughout time that it finally made me interested in the product and then resulted in me falling in love with the brand and with the product and then I made the purchase. But what I'm saying is that brands expect a quick sell and they expect these high numbers with these one-off collaborations. And I don't think that's necessarily how this is how this works. People don't work that way. Yeah, you kind of just explain like in a sense like marketing psychology. Mm -hmm. You know, and how that all works. Like um as a company, you know that like you could put out a marketing ad once and it, you kind of expect nothing to come from that besides mm -hmm. the awareness and the mm -hmm. the education of that. Um, but you do know if you put that same product in that community of people and you do push it more than once, twice, three times, now you're, you're going to start to see some sales and it might even take longer than that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, you know, as, as brands, they're part of the reason why this whole topic of, you know, the influencer bubble popping because they're saying, you know what, this isn't worth the investment anymore that I'm not, you know, I'm not getting the results I want. And so influencer indus uh, marketing is not, is not, yeah, you know, not it's not working for it. And so, you know, then other people are starting to look at it that way. And that's part of why this conversation is starting to come up. I think another quick way of how they contribute to this is they're really just making it hard for influencers to be genuine 
the way they're doing that is because they're trying to take control over the content creation process. And so what happens is that, you, you know, influencers are being given these crazy briefs that pretty much just have like a hundred rules of what they can and can't do. And although I understand that it's somewhat necessary, but at the same time, if you're going to reach out to an influencer, you need to trust that that influencer will do their job because they know their audience better than anyone else. And I think that is something that, you know, brands are doing to contribute to this pop is that they're not, they're making it really hard for brand or for influencers to be genuine and to create content that feels authentic and, and just very honest. We ourselves have had this happen to, um, to us a lot where we have brands reach out to us and they'll give us this laundry list of things we can and can't do, um, the kind of lighting we can take it under, um, who needs to be in the photo, um, what I need to say in the caption, when I need to post it, uh, how they want, you know, something displayed and, you know, what can't be done. And, and it's just like this, this thing that really creates all these roadblocks uh, for us creatively to create something that we are, you know, proud of and excited about and that we feel is genuine. And that's um, when we have to make, you know, a very hard decision of whether or not we're going to move forward with that collaboration and how we're going to move forward with it if we choose to continue. And so I think um, to just summarize that is that brands really need to understand that if you're going to reach out to an influencer, you have to let them do their job and you have to understand, you have to trust in them that they will, um, you know, be creative with it, that they will do it in a way that interest their audience and that overall makes the collaboration successful yeah i remember a time where um not too long ago where a brand actually reached out to us and we collaborated with them and then at the end they wanted to change the messaging that we had for a post and i remember you were like so adamant about like not changing it and you kind of conveyed that to them and they were just kind of like always bumping back on this, you know, like, no, like, and no one was really budging. So you're like, you know what? Screw it. Like I'm ending this collaboration. And I was like, wait a minute, let's pump the brakes here. Cause it was like a lot of money and you were just like, <laughs> screw the money. Uh, I'm not going to post this. And you kind of stuck to your guns on that one. And, um, the brand actually ended up just going with what we had um, because they valued that they understood at the in the end yeah. they understood they they understood that I had a reason why I was you know being very pushy mm -hmm. about you know them changing my caption yeah um, so hand clap to you for <laughs> sticking to your guns and actually pushing back and it's hard sometimes yeah. it's really hard mm -hmm. uh, beca because you have that because you you rely on on a paycheck and you're like man this is really gonna hurt me financially yeah if I don't budge and that's kind of like the predicament that you kind of get into mm -hmm. with the brand and why you end up just being like all right screw it I'll just go with what you want you mm -hmm. know just give me the paycheck and it's so easy to fall into that and um yeah i and mean i know that would have that if they would have came back and been like no like we're not going to budge on that and you backed out that would have really hurt us financially yeah so that was i don't know that was a that was a good call <laughs> that was like a, a, a poker call right there you know you got to see the the poker face right there <laughs> That actually brings me to my next point um, where that is one of the things that influencers are doing to contribute to this 
popping of this industry where there is just this decrease in genuine content that is being thrown out into this social media world. Obviously, okay, we already know that this whole industry is oversaturated. Like, that's old news. Like, we know that. Yeah. You know, uh, everyone has officially, you know, hopped onto this and everyone wants to do it. And that's great. But I think that they're doing it for the wrong reasons. I think a lot of people are doing it just for the money. They want the free stuff. They want they want all like the glam that they think that comes yeah. with this. But what happens is that they are not prioritizing being genuine nothing good starts off like that exactly nothing good starts off by like i just want a fat paycheck Mm -hmm. like nothing good ever starts from that like everything that happened with you was because you were actually passionate about the work that you were doing and that's always something that you want to put your foot forward with it's like i just love doing this Mm -hmm. i love doing this and i'm passionate about doing this and then the money comes and then everything else comes uh, along with that. But you will work 24-7 to get that. And it's hard. And I will say, yeah, of course, it's it's tempting when when you see when you see like the the potential of like, you know, the money that you can make on social media, of course, like it, it could be very tempting to say, you know what, I'll take that. Like, you know, I OK, so what? Like you know, I can sacrifice a little bit of my, you know, Mm -hmm. dignity or whatever you call it, my (laughs) honesty. And a lot of people look at it that way. And you know what, Um, I'll admit, maybe in the beginning, there was a few times when I even considered taking on a few collaborations. And I, you know, maybe considered it, but and I think everyone has. I mean, if, if you're an influencer and you say that, oh, I've never, you know, I've never, you know, got, uh, collaborated with a brand that I just obviously, you know, don't yeah. align with or whatever. Like, no, I think everyone has at some point, at some point been there or not. And if, you, and if you're saying it's that you're not like, yeah. yeah, it's usually in the beginning because you're learning, first of all, um, you're probably more afraid of saying no um because you're just trying to get your feet in the water um so there's i think there's a lot of reasons why and i and i don't think it's right to you know judge people for that like i get it we've we've all been there you know Mm -hmm. um but i i i think it's very important that now if especially if you have an established audience that you really begin to understand the importance of genuine content because I, I want to say that is like such a huge factor into why this thing is going down because it's turning off audiences so much that it's not. And, and, and that then goes and affects, you know, everything the analytics else. and everything else. And that's what makes this thing pop. But clarify you know? what you mean by genuine. So what I mean by genuine is would you really use the product? And yeah. I'm not I'm not talking about because I, I think there's also like this misconception of, um, you know, uh, if I haven't been using the product for years before they reach out to me, then I that's yeah. not genuine. No, that's not necessarily true. Like there's been products that we were introduced to through collaborations and we ended up loving them and we would totally use them, you know, and we have, mm-hmm. you know, but. Um, so I don't think that's what I mean. Like, I don't think that's like a valid, uh, you know, like argument argument for a genuine because I see that a lot where people, you know, kind of say that. I think it's more of like, 
for example, if you're a vegetarian and your audience knows you're a vegetarian and you yourself know that you're a vegetarian and then, you know, McDonald's comes and, you know, offers you $10,000 to do a post. For and the you, Big Mac. For, for the Big Mac and you take <laughs> it. Uh, that's what I, I mean. I would by... still take that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no. Um, I'm such a sellout. <laughs> Lucky Vanessa runs the account because I'm, I'm just a, a big seller. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, no, I I think that's what I mean by not being genuine because your audience knows that you yourself know that, and so you, that's when you need to really, um, you know, pump the brakes and say, yeah, that's a nice check, but no, that's not something I would, you know, I would. That's not something I would eat, or that's not, you know, what I would do. And that's what I mean by being um, not genuine. Yeah, and you kind of sell a lifestyle that mm -hmm. maybe you're not even living. Exactly. And you expect other people to kind of buy into that. Now, side note on that, I will say that there is a lot of judgment revolving around collaborations and influencers that choose to work with certain you know, brands and stuff like that. Now, I will say that, yes, for the vegan or for the vegetarian, it would be you know, not genuine for them to work with McDonald's, but maybe for a different influencer, it will be genuine to work with McDonald's yeah. because maybe they actually do like McDonald's. And, you know, that is, that is like their, it's part of their lifestyle and they like it and okay, then it's genuine, mm -hmm. you know, but I think there's also a lot of times when people attach negative um, stigmas to certain brands. And if an influencer is working or seen working with a certain brand then they'll be accused of selling out and i don't think that's right either i think at the end of the day no one should be judging anyone on who they choose to work with i think it's more of just who you as an influencer and as a person know whether or not you what you're promoting is honest or not yeah another thing um that i think influencers kind of contribute to this this bubble burst and dun, dun, <laughs> is the the lack of understanding that your job is not to sell something it's to educate and i and i know i touched on this earlier and i just want to reiterate that um because i think a lot of the times we feel that um we need to like sell something but no our job is to just bring awareness to create content to bring awareness to something that will hopefully pique the interest of our audience and i think that is ultimately what our job is and that doesn't matter like what kind of influencer you are because remember there's also several different kinds of influencers the travel influencer the fashion influencer there's there's the family and parenting influencer there's the bookstagrammers there's just uh -huh. there's all kinds of influencers out there and at the end of the day, your job is just to bring awareness to something. But I think, and, and that actually brings us to our next kind of like point here in how the audience is also contributing to this, yeah. to this um, problem that we're having. Nobody is safe. Yeah. yeah nobody is safe. You're getting <laughs> yeah, called yeah. out today. <laughs> okay. So I think the way the audience ties into that is obviously no one likes ads. Yeah. We don't even like ads. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Like, even in the kids, I see it where, like, they even recognize ads on YouTube and they'll just hit the skip button. 
Yeah. Like they'll <laughs> like they're already programmed to like hate ads like from the beginning. You know, I guess that's the whole point of this is like I understand that no one likes ads, but I think there's something different here when you're um directly supporting that person and you know it. Mm -hmm. But that okay, so to jump back to the influencers real quick. Um that is that is also part of your job too is to make the the content interesting obviously so and i think a perfect example of this is like we we hate ads yes everyone hates ads people don't like commercials yada yada but who doesn't love super bowl commercials oh yeah right and and why and why and why because they are freaking phenomenal commercials yeah they are funny they are entertaining they're um like they they engage the people like it's just they're great great commercials yeah, i think people I, look forward to those more exactly than they do sometimes exactly. the game i've seen that so many times where people are like i'm just here to watch the commercials you know <laughs> <laughs> like people who are not sports fans you know like it's 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 freaking hilarious you know and it's because these commercials are made so well with the intention of just really entertaining the audience and just making it feel not like an ad. Yeah. One of the things that we have been congratulated on is how we put out ads. Yeah. And I think uh, it's it's funny because I think our ads are actually performed so much better than our personal work sometimes. And um, one of the reasons, obviously, is because we just put we put so much freaking work into these ads. It is just crazy. Well, we try to make it seamless. Yes, exactly. Which is, that's that's my point, is that we put a lot of effort into these. We want to make them fun. We want to make them entertaining. We want to make them special. We want to make them in, we want to make them feel like you're not looking at an ad. Because you don't want to feel, you don't want something that's so in your face a product that is so in your face that it just turns you off. You want to feel like you're enjoying a piece of content and then you get, you know, you get hit with the ad, but it's it's in a way that feels natural. It's embedded into the overall piece of content to where it just feels it doesn't it doesn't turn you off as a viewer. Yeah. Um so one story that I remember actually um, that has to do with this is there was a post that we did kind of like a tea party post where we had bark thins who was the sponsor of it mm -hmm. and we had put the the bag of bark thins um on like on the bottom of, of the post and it's kind of funny because someone had commented on that and they had no idea it was an ad they thought the bark thins was actually a part of the post and it kind of goes along with what you're saying because they were like, oh, I liked how she put in the Barkdens to make it a little more modern. Oh. Like, <laughs> like they had no yeah. idea. Yeah. They had no idea that, um, that, you know, it was just an ad. Yeah. You know, so it's kind of mm -hmm. goes along with what you're saying. I think it was actually on the couch. The Barkdens were on the couch. Yeah. And, um, yeah, it was just, it was hilarious to me because I was like, oh, they don't even know it's an ad. Yeah. You know, so that's kind of like the seamless kind of thing that you're talking about is like we put that work into it to make it feel so natural yeah and it's not, i'm not saying to go out and try to like 
create a piece of content where you're like hiding and you're trying to sneak in the, the <laughs> like you a, know, a corner of the bag. You, you should never feel ashamed of anything that you're, you know, uh, sharing. But what I mean is more of like putting it in there to where it just feels like it's part of the image. Yeah. It belongs there. It's not overwhelming to the viewer. It's, it's more, like I said, it just, everything flows together. And so that's, that's what I mean by that. I think that, um, influencers need to really kind of understand that too, is that you need to put effort into these, um, ads to make them, to make them interesting and to not turn your audience off. As an audience member, um, when you follow someone, you typically are following them because you want to support them or you like following, um, their journey through life or whatever the case may be. You like their artwork. So naturally you want to support that person, but then like, there's this like instinct of being a human where you're like, I freaking hate ads so much and I do not want to look at it. I don't want to do, you know, I don't want to interact with it in any mm -hmm. way. An audience is obviously a very important factor to this whole industry. Uh, without an audience, you, you pretty much wouldn't have yeah, anything. You wouldn't exist. Um, so, Obviously, the influencer is should care about their audience enough to put effort into everything that they produce, that they're sharing with their audience. But I think it's also fair to say that the audience should also um, be willing to support their their the person that they're following as well. Like you don't yeah. even have to buy the product to help that person that you're following out. All you have to do is just swipe up on their link or click like or even just tell a friend about it. You know, um, it doesn't have to be where you actually purchase it. Um, and I think that's where a lot of people get confused as an audience member. They're like, you know, why are you trying to sell me all this stuff? You know, like mm -hmm. I don't want to buy it. It's not a matter of, you know, buying something. Um, it's more a matter of understanding that this person's job is to share product every now and then and there's nothing wrong with that i mean if you go to i always relate this back to like <laughs> like starbucks and stuff and you order a tall and they ask you if you want to you know get the grande or something like that are you going to yell at them and get angry at them and you know storm out of the the, the starbucks do i'm you, not buying this latte. yeah exactly or do you really hate ads that much that you can't stand driving down the freeway because yeah. you see a billboard no what i think what people People forget is that ads are everywhere. It, so why do we hate them so much? Yeah, it, it's <laughs> that's like the golden question. Yeah, like why do we hate? I think it's because essentially you feel um, like someone's pushy, and mm. maybe that's why people hate it so much. You know, or or that it just like, or it stops you from reaching the content that you really want to see. You know, it, mm -hmm. it kind of puts you on hold for a little bit. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? It's just having an open mind too. Yeah. You know, have, having an open mind and understanding that um, no one's out to get you and, you know, bombard you with, you know, things to buy. It's more of just like we're sharing stuff with you that we believe in, that we like, that we enjoy, that we use. Yeah. And we're not going to like break in your house and, yeah. and rub like Clinique moisturizer <laughs> on you. And, you know, like we're not going to do that. OK, like it's just oh, if, if you want. If you want to buy the product, you can. We're not going to, like, harass you with the product, you know? Rub Clinique Moisturize. <laughs> that's hilarious. No. Um, okay, so what happens if it does pop? So that's, like, 
that's the that's the bread and butter of this. And so who's affected by yeah, it? Yeah, and who's affected by it? So do you feel like it's popped? Um, I feel depending on who you are and how you're looking at it, I think it could feel that way. The whole landscape of influencer marketing is just changing so fast. Hmm. Um, from the app itself, Instagram, to implementing all kinds of new things to what I feel is is stunting a lot of growth for um, people kind of coming into the this industry um, to, you know, slowing everything down. But we do know that it's most likely better than um, TV ads, billboard ads, and may- maybe other older, tr- more traditional marketing platforms um, that people used to use way back when. I feel like it's a lot better than that. I agree because, um, and this is what we were talking about in the last episode, is that with influ- influencer marketing, you're actually connecting with the person. If you're, if you compare an influencer's ad to a commercial ad, you have no idea who that person in the ad is right. or in the commercial ad is. Right. Like they're just like this random actor, actress, whatever, and you don't know who they are. Like you don't know their story. Like that's probably the only time you'll see them. But with an influencer, you actually build a connection with them because you follow them, you follow their story, you engage with them, they engage with you, and essentially you kind of just you, like I said you build a connection with them I think um I think it is peaking though if that makes sense I think that the whole influencer market is definitely maturing and people are understanding it a little bit more and um I think for everybody they're understanding it just a little bit more from brands to the audience but that's just my take on it you know so what I don't know what do you think I think it's officially popped and everyone needs to hurry up and run for the hills ah! no. <laughs> no, I, no um i honestly i i will i strongly believe that marketing will never die and i think social media is just such a big part of society now that i don't see it going away either now i do think that Instagram is obviously suffering right now in the sense of it's oversaturated. Um, you're getting this like lack of genuine content coming out from it. You're getting like this lack of support from the audience. You're getting these brands who are just not, you know, understanding of how this process works. So I do see it kind of dwindling a little bit, but I don't see it disappearing. We know that Instagram might not last forever, but we do know that social media probably will. Yeah. You know, it's just it might be like a a different form of, you know, social media, but it's still social media and marketing will always be a part of, you know, society. And so I just think those two things will never like we've officially married the two. And like, I just don't think that it'll ever completely die. So I don't think that it has popped, but I agree. I think we're officially at the peak and I think it is definitely a lot harder to grow nowadays as an influencer. I think it's definitely um, really hard for people to be successful. Um, That's what I was going to tell you. Like for people who want to, who are considering getting into this business, is it too late? You know, is it I don't think it's ever like I'm just one of those people that believe in hard work. And um, if you're willing to just put in the time, the effort and the hard work and the dedication and the passion into anything, I think that 
you know, something will come out of it. I'm not saying that you'll be like the next, you know, top influencer of the freaking century. But what I am saying (laughs) is that, you know, you can probably, you know, get somewhere with it. Yeah, a lot of that is trial and error. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of it is trial and error where Mm -hmm. you actually have to get up, make something, test it. Mm -hmm. And that can become so discouraging from people oh yeah but um i don't know i kind of want to just move forward and um see like what could people do to kind of um besides being unique and everything um to kind of stay ahead of any bubble burst you know i think definitely like uh we've mentioned is diversifying um not just putting all your eggs into one basket i mean if you're just throwing all your eggs into instagram and hoping and crossing your fingers that it doesn't you know go down and um that you'll be successful in it i think that's a problem because you i mean at the end of the day it's instagram is is not in your hands at all like someone can hack into your account delete everything and you know we already know that instagram doesn't communicate with people so (laughs) they don't respond to your your questions and complaints so um yeah i think it's just you can't think that way like yeah i think this year in 2019 if you're an influencer and you're not diversifying and what what we mean by that is is getting on youtube if you're in design getting on behance um, creating a website where people could, you know, see your work, mm-hmm. uh, moving more towards your brand, pushing people towards your brand instead of uh, through a third party platform like Instagram, mm-hmm. um, kind of checking off all the boxes where you're not just on Instagram. Mm-hmm. Um, you have different platforms that you also are on and you're also building an audience there. Mm-hmm. That's what we mean by diversifying. So if you're an influencer in 2019 and you are not doing that, then I I feel really bad for you right now because <laughs> if this thing really does yeah burst, because yeah. if this ship goes down then like yeah it's gonna sink with everything you got yeah and I mean that's just the standard for anything in life you always want to be like in multiple things mm-hmm. and you you want to diversify um in in, in pretty much your life mm-hmm. you know whether it's finances whether it's you know this personal like um uh, audience that you have on here you cannot be a uh a social media influencer and just have all your eggs in one basket like chances are and we've heard horror stories like we've we have a friend that was um really big on vine and then when vine went down yeah he had a really hard time getting his audience to move over and like that is just something that you have to think about if this thing does burst you have to like feel comfortable that you okay if this burst that sucks that's years of work but i have this other stuff going on that i could you know continue on supporting myself with and growing my business with like there's yeah, this look at facebook look at what exactly. happened to facebook exactly and a lot of people what is facebook no I'm just yeah. kidding. <laughs> what's that no i'm yeah. just kidding let us know your thoughts on this is and... the bubble bursting comment below yeah. if you think it is <laughs> Or is not. Or are we just crazy? Are we just paranoid influencers? I think it's good to be paranoid, though. Yeah, because it gets you thinking and it keeps you, you know, you can't just be comfortable either. Yeah. You know. So, okay, I think we've uh, rambled long enough. Um, So, yes, thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Let us know your thoughts on this. We'd love to know. And we hope you enjoyed this. Hope you learned something valuable out of it. And we'll see you guys next time.
See ya.